This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Debbie Sluice, the Vision Whisperer. She coaches women to create a life that you see for yourself on a vision board and then manifest it into existence. I need all of the coaching on that. I feel like I don't have time. I want to do this. I need her to show me how to do this. And I get to meet her soon because we're both speaking at a fabulous women's empowerment retreat coming up in Nashville on April 22nd. It's called Retreat Yourself with headliner Gabby Bernstein. Yep. Speaking with Gabby Bernstein, it's all happening. We're talking vision boards and manifesting what you want for your life. Here's my episode with Debbie Sluice, the vision whisperer, now coaching adults, but you didn't always live there. You started in early childhood education. I did. First of all, how did you handle a classroom of my son is what I'm picturing <laughs> and still have your sanity intact. Yeah. You know, I think it's not, I, I, I recently had an interview and, and I, what I said was it's not what I did. It's who I am because I still consider myself an early child educator, even oh. though I'm not practicing. Mm-hmm. So it's just a way of being. And, and so to answer your question, I think when you can have as much fun as the kids oh. and you stay curious and you're in the present moment and you're willing to laugh at yourself and, you know, make everything an adventure, then yes, yes, there are definitely stressful times and there are stressful situations and challenging things and you're supporting the children to learn and, and be their best. But there's so much uh, that you receive back from being with the kids. So, but I wasn't, I, I was with the children um, prior to being married and moving to where I am now. I was working on a actually university campus. I was running the childcare there, working with the kids, running a, a summer program as well for the parents, as well as the professors of the university. And then when I got married, I moved to um, my current, um, where, I, where I left, where I retired from. They hired me as the summer day camp girl. <laughs> and within two months, the supervisor left. So I was how old was I? 22. I was the youngest and newest employee. And I was now the supervisor. (laughs) I just matured and I grew the business. So when I left, actually it was a multi-site, um, not-for-profit organization. We had four locations and a team about 75 and we were the leading childcare. One of the seven leading childcares in our province. I'm in Ontario, Canada, Mm -hmm. and we helped, um, promote this new way of being. And it's in North America as well, which is play-based learning because 15 years ago, it wasn't really a thing. It was in Europe. It was in Australia, but it wasn't in North America. And so my childcare, we were chosen to pilot that way of being where it's interest-based, it's reflective inquiry uh, with children, which is really the way it's most natural and authentic for children to learn. So you might've heard of Montessori. I was going to ask, I was like, this sounds like Montessori. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's different from Montessori and the Montessori is more structured. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that's just very generalized, but it definitely does follow like Montessori does, which is the interests of the children. Um, It just gives the children, you, you view the children as capable, competent and rich in potential. And what happened for me is when I started to see my employees in that same way, it just transformed me as a leader. It transformed the culture. And actually we won an award um, for our wellness and culture. And we beat out like, you know, depart- people that have like 
um, you know, departments to take care of this. And it was just our little childcare that we, because we had such innovative and creative ideas, because of course it comes from the source, which is caring and kindness and wanting to do good in the world. So I don't think that's your question, but I'm really excited. And I, I still have a foot in that community. I'm oh. actually delivering an online workshop into the Niagara area. So I was just so excited um, to know that what I can contribute to the community is continues to be relevant and I get to be with my people. So, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And like, just your audience has just changed. So <laughs> like the patience you had to have to deal with, you know, young kids, and now you're coaching adults and you're still finding your purpose, but I'm sure that had to be a little bit of a transition. So I am unique in the fact that I have gone from the early years into coaching, even though what I've discovered, the qualities that make up an early childhood educator, the ones I was just talking about, curiosity, reflective inquiry, listening, playfulness, all of that makes up an extraordinary coach. Yeah. And so I want to reflect that back to that community that I feel has been really felt like over COVID as well, really beaten down, ignored, underpaid, undervalued to say what you do, who you are, what you bring to the world you know, it's so much bigger than the box that maybe you've put yourself in that others have put you in. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing is now that I'm on a global stage is that I have other genres, like other areas saying to me, wow, like you're really special. And I'm like, well, no, I'm it's, it's my ECE-ness. It's my early child education that's shining through that way of being. So I want to reflect that back to the community to say, you've, you are so special. Um, Please don't believe anything else because I know other areas in the world value the qualities, the skill set that you have. Yeah, I just feel like, especially for moms, you put yourself in the mom box because at this point in your life, especially with young kids, it's societal, like that that is what you're supposed to do. And if you do have these other dreams, I, I feel like that's what I want to talk to you too. Like, I don't even feel like I have the time as a mom to young kids to figure out what would go on my vision board and what I would want to. There's just no, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> every day. (laughs) And I talk about that a lot. Like I would love to be able to think about what I want to manifest for my life and all these things. Like in my day to day right now, it is just survival. And I try above everything to be a good mom because I feel like that is what we're supposed to care about the most. And obviously I'm building a brand, but feeling guilty when I'm you know, not being able to spend time with my kids. And then I question, should I be doing this when they're young? And it's like, I, I want to see something bigger for myself, but there's like, I feel limited that I am right now. I'm supposed to care for my kids and I'm supposed to be a mom first. And I want to be a mom, obviously. Like, I feel like that goes without saying this is what I wanted, but it comes with an overwhelming, like pressure to st- be a good mom. If you are working on something else, like if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you have to show, but I also took my kids to the playground. Like I'll find myself justifying my mothering because I have the guilt of being an entrepreneur and trying to manifest bigger things for my career. But at the same time, the guilt of being a mom, like I'm and not having the time to really invest in my career because right now my kids are young and they need me. So that's where I'm at. And I feel like a lot of moms that reach out are kind of in the same thing. Like they have other things they want to do or that they see for themselves, but it's like, it's not about me right now because you have that noise in your head. 
Yeah. Well, first off, I just want to say I am qualified to be in this conversation. I have four kids and um, (laughs) I have a set of twins. So my my girls were born uh, when my son was three. So there's a period, there's five years of my life that I kind of lost. I don't have memories except for photos because I was on autopilot. Yes, I'm in it. Oh my gosh. You had a three-year-old and then twin daughters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then nine years later, I had another son and he's like our only child. I mean, he was like, you know, my daughters helped me raise him. So, um, that was like God's gift to go. Well done child. Here's here's a little one for you. There you go. (laughs) To to be like, Oh, I can have a do-over. I am on autopilot. Just, I like look at the time and just see a time block out my day. I got to be here now. And then I'm back in bed. And it's like, I I don't, like you said, you lost those years. I don't remember. I don't want to lose these years, Debbie. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wish I had someone that would have mentored me and give and given me that, that reminder to pause. And I think some of the things I heard you saying, um, well, first off, I just want to give you some grace and anyone that's listening, because I'm on the other side and I, I had this a few years ago. I said to my daughters, I'm like, I'm so sorry. They're like, mom, what are you talking about? And I said, I felt like I yelled at you guys a lot. Like I was just at my wits end and I was a yeller and I'm so sorry. They're like, we don't even know what you're talking about. I said, are you just saying that to make me feel better? They're like, no, we don't have any memory of that. What we remember is you taking us tobogganing, you taking us to, you know, on Saturdays to the beach or for a walk or for a car ride or for an ice cream or like all these things were coming. We remember feeling really cozy when you would tuck us in on the couch and we would, you know, it was just like all this. So I want to give that back to you. That stuff that we're making really big. Yeah. Isn't. And the very fact that you're aware of it means that it's much, much smaller than what you're giving it energy for. Thank you. I just want to give you the grace (laughs) for that as I'm being a parent on the other side. And now I'm a grandparent. I have three grandbabies. My twins just had babies. One just had it on Saturday, a baby girl. Yeah. And they had them five weeks apart. So it's like having twins again. I'm having deja vu. It's bizarre. Oh, how fun (laughs) for them to like be moms together. It's so fun. That is so, so fun. fun. And they live like 10 minutes from each other and from me. Oh my So gosh. I get to be really involved. So yeah. So I just wanted to qualify that, but I wanted to also say that something you'd said about a good mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that anyone listening for you too, like to, to think about what defines a good mom, mm-hmm. who, who is she it's subjective? I guess like you, it's so, and you know, and, and, and Instagram, you know, sometimes I love, I have a, a hate, a love hate with it because Same. it's like the Instagram life. Like those photos are phony baloney, yeah. you know, yeah. with everybody dressed like, you know, peasants and their, <laughs> their beige outfits <laughs> Matching. and the woman with the big hat. I'm like, you're so darn cute, but that is not real life. I know because no one, when something isn't perfect, like when you look around, you're like, oh my God, my family's all matching. Let's put this on Instagram. You don't put it on Instagram. If it's not like, you don't think like, Oh my God, look at my son, right. I'm going to take a picture of this or look at this room. I'm going to, Oh my God, what a mess. You don't think I'm going to put this on Instagram. So you only see the highlights. And then the person on the other end is just like, Oh my God, she has four kids and she runs a brand and look at her house. And it's what she chose to put on. Like, and I know it, but it still gives me like, Oh man, like I'm not cutting it. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so realize that, you know, there's, there's bookends on either side of that photo of what it took to get there. And maybe probably what happened afterwards. And we're all the same. I, you know, that's one thing that I discovered with TikTok. TikTok, Uh TikTok is not Instagram. TikTok is the real deal. Like people show their messy houses. They show like yeah. too much probably, but, <laughs> but I was kind of like, Oh, okay. Like that's the real deal. But I, that was something that I just wanted to know was about, you know, what does qualify a good mom? And one of the things that, and I know that, you know, this, and it's just, it's a constant practice, but taking time for yourself makes you a good mom. Yeah. And I wish someone would have told me that. And so when you said about creating a vision, it's really where it starts because you can get into the hustle I'll give you a quick story. Like I had a gentleman, he's like, I don't need a vision board because I'm just climbing the mountain. He's a coach. Mm. And I said, okay, let's just stick with that analogy. You're climbing the mountain, but a, how do you know if you're actually going up? Like you don't have any direction. (laughs) You don't have a vision. Like, do you know you're going to the top of the mountain? You're just climbing. Like, what if you're going sideways? What if like, so, and then what is, what's the motivation to keep you going? Like that's hard climbing a mountain. So if there's no idea that once you get to the top, you're going to have the celebratory event and moment to go, yeah, woo-hoo, then why be in the, the trenches, so to speak? Why be in the struggle? Yeah. So uh, creating a vision is before you actually start the climb, before you set the goals. So I would say if you ever have taken a, a spa day or if you've ever taken a day away or girls whatever you've done, created that time. That's the same thing that creating a vision board is like the highest form of self-care. So consider it in that way versus I have to, it's a get to, I get to do this. And this is also helping me for my family I love because that. now I've got a really clear direction and I, and I don't just focus like you're an entrepreneur. I know you're ambitious. I've been watching your stuff <laughs> and I love that. However, we can get really caught up in the hustle and really focus on career, but it's creating a vision in all areas of your life. Yeah. Relationships. I think you're married, right? Is I that, am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me too. Right. So what do I want for my relationship? I've been married to my husband for 32 years. Well, it doesn't look the same as it did 30 years ago. Not even right. close. Like, is it better, worse? It's just different. So mm-hmm. what's the vision that I want there? What, what is it that I want for my career? How, what, what do I want to learn about? And I don't mean in the academic sense. I mean, more like, do I want to learn to grow my own food? Right. What's something I've always wanted to learn about. So I help people create a vision in all areas because how we do something somewhere is how we do it everywhere. I love it. And I want to get into exactly how you do it. Can you share the story about how you came into like coming up with the concept about the photo shoot? Oh yeah. Thanks. So Uh it's tied back to my earlier career. So I was because I was telling you about the province and, and they wanted this new way of being with children, it transformed me, transformed our, our culture and people started to notice. And they're like, how are you doing that? So I started to tell my story, right? Of course, public speaking is yeah. all about storytelling. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was just telling my story. Right. And then I was getting more and more requests. And I thought, okay, I need to, it was, mon- I was monetizing that. And I was like, I need to get more than a selfie. Cause like people are asking me for a bio, you know, <laughs> you're like, <"Bing."> yeah, <laughs> <Here selfie."> we go. <laughs> like you're a professional headshot, ma'am. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, this is, and this is something that has really, I can, if for any listeners, this is my tip is that go big or go home. So I just went and found the best 
photographer. So yeah. I went to the photographers and said, who do you get? Who would you get to take your picture? Yes. So they took me out, it took me out of town and I went to, her name is Heike Delmore. She's in Windsor. And, um, I just wanted one shot, right. Cause I'm thinking I only need one. I'm only, you know, I was thinking small at that time. I just need it for my speaking tour and stuff. And I, that money shot, so to speak. Yeah. And what I got was like 20 and I was looking at them and I said to the photographer, I'm like, who's that girl? Cause yeah. when I look in the mirror, I see mom, I see childcare director, you know, I see friend, sister, but that girl, she's a rock star. She's going places. Like it was just this little peek into my future, into what was possible. So that was the first time vision and image collided and it was magical. And she said, it's you. And I thought, hmm, I don't feel like her. So I've got some work to do. And so then I just started to like, again, follow my intuition. I went to a marketing agency, a web design company, and I did things so ass backwards. I said, um, I'm going to do something really big. I just don't know what it is yet. Like who does that? <laughs> Has no business plan and just like, it's my gut. I'm going to be, but they didn't laugh me out. And they're like, all right. Oh. And I had my photos and I brought those in. And then within a couple of weeks, like the law of attraction, vision boards came across my newsfeed for the first time. So I had never even made a vision board up until four and a half years ago. And uh, I built a studio. So I have an in-person studio that's completely set up to, to do vision boards here in Ontario. And uh, then I opened up my doors in 2018. So it'll be four years and I was doing both. So I'm not a big proponent to say, quit your job, right? Like, <laughs> jump out of the plane. Like, go big. You know. Debbie, you said go big. I'm, I'm already going to do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got you. <laughs> go big, but take a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> got it. So I did both. And then, and I did make a big decision in, I was at a speaking conference. Um, so similar to what you and I are going to be, we can talk about that in a few minutes, know, but oh yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so was it Caesars Windsor? It was one of the biggest speaking engagements I had done to date around coaching. It was about 150 women. And one of the other speakers said, what's the price you're paying for not following your dream? Ooh. And I thought, Ooh, it's big. And I was 50, how old was I then? 51. That was two years ago. And I thought, am I going to wait till I'm 60 to figure this out? Like I get to do this Wow! because then she followed up with the question, what's the price those around you are paying for you not following your dream? Ooh. And I thought about my two daughters who are both entrepreneurs. One works in direct sales and the other one has her own business. I thought about my new grandson. Uh, he's, he's two now. And I thought the price is too high and I'm being selfish by not stepping into this. This is waiting for me. I've, I've got my business started. I've got clients. I'm the one holding this back. And so I gave my notice in January, 2020, and then COVID hit. (laughs) So I did this prior to COVID. Like I didn't know. And so all of a sudden the rug was pulled underneath out from underneath me. I had given my board of directors six months. Mm. So it was like March. And I was like, Oh, great. I just quit my 30 year career for in-person workshops. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was my oh shit (laughs) moment. Like it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. How scary. But what happened was that I did. And so this is really fun. So Aaron, you're going to see this is that when we get together is that I decided pivoted the the hot word of the last two years, Mm -hmm. but I pivoted and I was like, Hmm, 
what else can I do? Well, I'm going to take a practice that I've been doing myself for the number of years and create a power word workshop. So I had created a word of the year for a number of years, even prior to um, doing vision boards. And so I created like a, a mini workshop. I didn't know even the language that I know now, but it was like a funnel, right? So that I yeah. could have people show up, get to know, like, and trust me. And I had 65 people show up. Wow. And I was like, all right. Hmm. The universe is telling me this is something I should pursue. And so, um, I created 10 paying clients from that and I was still, still working at my childcare in, in retirement mode, but it was like, okay, the universe is telling me I'm on the right path. And so what I did was again, just like I did with a photographer, I hired, um, well, I had been in a coaching program. I finished that. It gave me some really good foundational new language. I didn't even know what a niche was. I didn't know any of that kind of stuff. And, um, and then I joined a coaching program and I literally gave half of my life savings, mm. my 30 year savings over to this company. I had no pension. So that was literally, that was jumping out of the airplane with no parachute. Yes. It was super scary. I, I honestly thought I was going to throw up after I'd made that kind of investment, but I was like, go big or yeah. go home. I just quit. <laughs> I quit my job. Like, mm-hmm. am I just going to like figure it out? Wow. No, I'm not going to dribble dribble. I'm going to go all in. So yeah. I went into this coaching company and, uh, and, and sort of the rest is history in that, um, my company took off. And then what's manifested last year was the company that I learned with, they actually offered me a partnership. Wow. But what we were talking about earlier, they're the ones who saw that ECE-ness in me and all of that. And out of like 12,000 coaches in their queue, they're like, we pick you to be our partner. You had that ECC background, like everything just aligned and now manifested. More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. If you're like me, you know the importance of eating healthy, but you also like to have a cocktail or two. I'm always looking for a way to balance out my cocktails with something more nutritious. I just found Organifi, superfood blends that make it easy to add more variety and nutrition to your day. They're delicious organic powders you can add to water or a plant-based milk. I use almond milk. I love their gold powder. I mix it with hot water and have a cup before I go to bed. Eating healthy and getting your nutrition shouldn't be time-consuming, expensive, or a pain in the ass. Organic vegetables are expensive and not always easy to find, especially if you're traveling. Organifi makes nutrients more convenient and cost-effective. Organifi's green juice helps to release stress, promote relaxation, yes please, support a healthy immune system, quality of sleep, all the things. Get the vitamins and minerals you need on a daily basis for a whole lot cheaper than buying organic veggies. Go to Organifi.com slash squats and margaritas for 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash squats and margaritas for 20% off. Now back to squats and margaritas. I want to be more, <laughs> I don't want to say more spiritual. Like I I know just not believing in manifestation, nothing's going to work. Like I know that I, I want to manifest things and I feel like I don't have the time. I'm going back to even like someone that's listening to this right now, like a mom that probably has a kid on her hip and is like, I feel like there's something else, but like, doesn't even have the time to think about what that may be. But that's where a vision board comes in. Like you help someone create, like find what the thing is. It's not like figure out the path to the thing. Even if you don't know what the thing is, like that's where you start with someone that would come to you. 
Yeah. Love that. I love that you've already got that. That's awesome. So yeah, it's a vision board is not a goal board. So a vision board is bigger, which means that it's scarier. It's, it's, it's frightening to put something on a board that you have no idea how it's going to happen. If you're unsure or someone feels, and you're not allowed to say it because you're a mom unfulfilled and feels like they just, but they don't know what is missing. Like they don't, how do you get somebody to even figure out like where they want to go. If they just feel like they they want something, but don't even know what picture to put on the vision board at that time, you help somebody kind of figure out what it even is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that's the coaching in me. So that's what makes a dare to declare vision board experience much more unique than, you know, a vision board party. You know, you see them online, do it in an hour and a half. Well, my process takes six hours. So if you're in person at six hours, if it's online, it's almost more than six hours because I work with each of my clients individually. And I've done group programs too, where we meet for two hours for three consecutive weeks. And then you're actually doing the work on your vision board um, in between those weeks. You talked about not having time, but it's like, it's the highest form of self-care. So it's about deciding that this is the place I want to start. I can keep with this feeling of feeling stuck, unfulfilled, you know, unsatisfied. I can keep having that and I can keep complaining and keep venting to my girlfriends or mm-hmm. I can stop the hamster wheel, get off and say, what am I going to do about it? And it starts with a vision. So I help you figure out what do you want? And that's probably the biggest, most simplest question, but it's so weighted because as women, especially we know what our kids want. We know what our employer wants. We know what our spouse wants. What do you want for Christmas? Mm, I'm good. Exactly. I don't know. I don't want anything. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I help you because that's a lie. You do know what you want. It's just all the lies that we've fed ourselves or have been fed that says, you know, we shouldn't, we mustn't, we need to take care of others first. It's selfish. It's selfish. Mm -hmm. Right. So all of those lies have kept our wants under wraps, but they are there. So what I do is that whisperer piece. I help draw those out. What is it that you really want? I'll tell you a real quick story. I had, yes. I had a lady on a call uh, about a year and a half ago and it was a Zoom call and we were talking about this and she says, well, I just want what everybody else wants. I want a bigger house, bigger car, bigger boat and kind of sassy like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I said, uh, I forget what her name was, say Diane. I said, Diane, please just breathe with me for a moment. Breathe in through your nose out through your mouth. I'm going to ask you again, what do you want? I want a baby. Oh, and there wasn't a dry eye on the call. Yeah. Hmm. And then, but then she quickly said, he can't put a baby on a vision board. And I said, a hundred percent, this is where it gets real. So a vision board isn't just about a fun party trick. It's not a paint party. It is your life. It's putting on there what you desire. So what I'm hearing you say is that you desire to be a mother. Mm -hmm. So being a mother, motherhood, whatever that expression is for you, finding an image of what will it feel like when you can parent, when you can be a mother of a child and leave it up to the universe, how that's going to happen but put that on your board a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. And how long had that been sitting there? And she's like, well, 
that would never have been something that she like how like you said how is you not doing it affecting everyone around you she was probably so short with her husband he's like what is the problem and she didn't say it, it was that like and now that she's focused on she wants to be a mother it's like everything else like that kind that frustration is out now he's he gets it and now your energy is focused towards that instead of stifling it or not even knowing that you're stifling it because you kind of brought it out of her so the, the idea of having a child i guess had been there but it was the infertility mm -hmm. so you brought me you brought up a good point in that where our focus goes our energy flows mm -hmm. so it sounds like a, it had just been like something like she had kept under wraps, but also it was like, this is my own personal struggle, right? Yeah. This infertility. And there's so much, there can be shame wrapped, whatever. Yeah. I don't know her, but like, I'm assuming, and my daughter actually struggled with that. Um, she went through that before my grandson was just born. So I, I, I've had some experience understanding, you know, people ask questions. And so all of yes. that, so putting, but putting that out and realizing that when you actually focus on it in a positive way. So instead of focusing on what's not working, mm -hmm. how much struggle, the tears, the shame, the get like, but instead putting it on your vision board as what is my future going to look like as a mother and having that focus of a positive, beautiful experience and bringing that into the present. So that's the other component is that it's not about someday. Mm. So vision board isn't about someday. Most people think about it in that way. I did. Yeah. Wow. Mm. No, it's inviting it into today. So it's experiencing it as though it's already happening in your life. And the way that you do that is then creating goals mm. towards that, because then each one of those goals. So going back to the climbing the mountain. So each time you're getting a little bit higher, you get to celebrate, you get to the next plateau and you're like, Ooh, yes. Okay, I'm looking at the top. I know what it's going to be like at the top, but right now I am feeling so good that I accomplished this. And in that celebration, you're already experiencing the same kinds of emotions and feelings you're going to have when it fully manifests. Wow. And is it like a building up to a final thing or is everything kind of weighted equally on your vision board? And does that question make sense? Like, is it steps and then the thing, or is it everything you see it's not like now I checked off another thing on my vision board to get to the final thing or. Yes. I understand what you're saying. No, it's okay. not steps. <laughs> okay. So the vision board actually is a compilation of images that represent seven areas. So depending oh. on how immobilized a client is, I've had some people only be able to manage two areas. There's they've been so stuck um, that thinking outside of two areas just feels overwhelming, but I do offer seven areas that to dream really big in and to put visions for those areas. And like you said, spiritual really hasn't been a component. So what does that yeah. look like? What if you are experience, experiencing spirituality within your life, what's your vision for that? And we would talk about that and pull that out and create an image, but the goals is something separate from the vision board. It's something that I work with clients when I work one-on-one -on -one with them, mm -hmm. where we work it out more. So it's not represented on the vision board. Okay. The and then the, the concept is that you see it every day, you're welcoming it into your life now. And then, so it will manifest into your life. Do you have people that are skeptical about that? Like people that you have to kind of talk through that with? Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm a Christian. So, you know, there's Same. a sense of mysticism attached to it. And like, I didn't even read the secret for a really long time. Cause I thought it was like, 
Mm-hmm. Illuminati kind of yeah. stuff. I didn't know. Like, it just felt mystical I get, to me. I got it. Yeah, I know exactly how you're, you're at. You almost felt like you were cheating. <laughs> like, woohoo. Like, I like, oh, uh, like, so, yeah. but it's neuroscience. So it's like, how do our muscles grow when we work them out? I don't know, but it just does, right? So when you go to the gym and you are repeating things over and over, like certain kinds of exercises, your body changes. Well, the same thing with the brain right. and the neural circuitry. And again, this is all I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a not, that what a great analogy. And that's somebody that like works out like your muscles grow when you're working them. If you keep, if your brain is focused on that and you think about it every day, it's like, I'm thinking there's a um, guy that I follow, Jesse Itzler. He just did an Ultraman ridiculous race. It's like swim, bike, two marathons. And he's 54, I think. And he was like, I mean, barely every day. I was like, I can't watch this. Like they, they weren't sure if he was going to make it. And he's like, I just told my brain easy day, easy day. It's an easy day. And like, you keep telling your brain, this is an easy day. Even if it's not, your brain is like, oh, easy day. Like your brain starts to just take on what you're telling it just like a muscle would. And he's like, I could get through it. Just being like, oh, he's like, I never said, oh my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Why would you tell your brain that? You have to give your brain messages an easy day. And I was like, huh, okay. (laughs) That's kind of like manifesting an easy day. Just telling your brain, no, this isn't hard. And then your brain's like, oh, okay, we can do this. Because it's subjective. What's hard? True. Well, his feet were about to, (laughs) his toes were going to fall off. It was hard, but you're right. Exactly. Like, if you don't, if you just stay in the mindset of what you want to present to your brain, or you want the outcome that you want, you just keep saying that, or like, I'm going to be on this show or something. It's not like one day I want to be on. It's like, I'm on Regis and Kelly or whatever it is. Like I'm, you say it and until it happens, it's not a reach for kind of thing. You make it like the now you invite it into the now and act as if it's already happened or it's happening. It's all happening now. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So those are affirmations. So a lot of people do affirmations that are again separate from the vision. I connect them to the vision board. Um, I was when I was looking up vision boards. So going back to that marketing agency and then finding vision boards, and I was like, all right, what are vision boards? The only one I could really find online that was, and I you know, now I call it like the Godfather of vision boards was Jack Canfield, co-wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, oh. with the Success Principles. Mm-hmm. So he's really up there with Bob Proctor and Jay Shetty, like all of those people that talk about law of attraction. And so I started to follow him. And, and so right before I opened my doors in 2018, I flew to Boston. Again, there was one of those things where I'm like, do I have the money to do this? I'm just opening my business, but I wanted to be with the best. And so I sat in the audience and I took in the day and I was so inspired by him. And I wrote in my workbook that day. I will, so my affirmation, I will do a big training with Jack Canfield. Wow. And, you know, close the book. I still have the booklet. Anyways, um, I, I continue to receive emails from him, you know, and you know my story. I was telling it about this earlier. And then last summer, I received an email to be interviewed by Jack Canfield. I had this opportunity to do that. <laughs> and so I applied and I was accepted. And so uh, November during COVID, I flew to California. I was in a Santa Barbara home in his studio and I was interviewed for half an hour and it's on his success TV. It's, it's Debbie. amazing. <laughs> I and know. you wrote it in your booklet. You manifested it. So I, sh- I brought my booklet. And again, that was one of those things I'm like, do I do this or not? So I showed him, I said, I just want to tell you, I said, four years ago, I wrote, I will do a big job. I said, I think today qualifies. And he's like, to the people, get a shot of this. This is going to yeah. go in the video. Yeah. So 
So then at the end, I said to him, I don't know if you ever get asked this. And if this is presumptuous, I apologize. I said, but I have to ask, how can I support you? Wow. And he said, Hmm, he thought for a moment, he said, well, you could become an affiliate. So I have done that. I'm now an affiliate of Jack Canfield's training. And he said, would you like to write a chapter in my next book? Stop it. Yes. How can I support you? And he said, you can write a next chapter. Oh my gosh. And see, I'd be so like afraid to ask, like, wow. That's probably the first time anyone's asked him that question. Cause everybody's like, like, what can I get? And the, the thing is you asked how you could support him and you got from that, like you received that's amazing. So were you writing it? I did. So the thing was, it was like such a last minute thing. Like it was, I guess, again, I caught him kind of maybe off guard or whatever. He's like, Hey, well, do you want to write it? I'm like, yes. But I had another <laughs> event. I know. Like, let me think about it. Right. My inside voice is you. like, no sleep on it. Ah. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, but he said, well, it's due December 15th. So this was November 15th. So I had a month and I had another engagement I was doing in Northern Ontario. I had a drive So I was like, and writing is not my strength. And so um, my first marketing agency that I'd been to, I remember like the woman had done such an amazing job on my copy. So I called her up and I said, Mary, here's the deal. I said, what do you think? She's like, I have read every single one of his chicken soup for the soul books. She goes, I know exactly how he writes the style. She said, I would be honored to do this. She gave me a ridiculously low price. And I was like, done. And I said, I got one more request can I orally tell you this as I'm en route to this other event? Because I've got these other things. She's like, oh, that'd be great. So I had eight hour drive. I'm just talking. She's writing. We did drafts back and forth, bada boom, bada boom, done. I just talked to Jack's team yesterday, actually. And I said, where is the book? She's like, oh, she's like, I'm going to follow up with you, but uh, yeah, it's coming out. So it's, it's based on his success principles and there's stories of people that have used his success principles. So it's like a chicken soup style kind of thing. So my chapter's going to be in there. Debbie, amazing. And segue (laughs) into (laughs) what else is coming up for us. Um, Did you ever write down anything about Gabby Bernstein in your books? Because you're going to be speaking with her (laughs) and me in like two weeks. Do you want to tell them? Should I tell them? What should we you, you go ahead? You go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like, is like, I still am like, I can't even believe that this is happening. Um, I, to be honest, I need to read. I'm almost done with happy days. I read the universe has your back and Gabby Bernstein. I, I, I obviously aspire to interview her one day. The event is an eight hours of expert coaching. It is retreat yourself. Gabby is going to be the headliner and we are all going to be coaches that tell our story and cover different aspects that like, I'm going to talk about fitness and wellness and like finding myself later in life, um, after struggling. And you're going to talk about dare to declare and vision boarding and basically the conversation that we just had. And there's a lunch, there's a happy hour. Obviously you can get your book signed by Gabby and it is April 22nd in Nashville. And I think at this point, there still are tickets available. If anybody wanted to go to this wellness, all women experience. At a mansion. At a mansion also. And there will be cocktails. <laughs> After yes. my part, there's a happy hour. Um, yeah. It's just going to be, I can't wait to meet you. I like, obviously like honored just to be up there with everybody else that's speaking. And have you written that? Like, do, do you know what you're going to say for that? Should I have already started that? So <laughs> one of my first books that I read right alongside Jack Canfield's was her judgment detox. Mm. That was so influential in my life. So yes, I've been following along. And so 
Yeah, when you look at it, I just had this realization, the top people in the world around vision boards have manifested into my life in the last six months. They sure That is incredibly bonkers. And just, and that's how it happens. And we didn't really get to that whole point, but around the vision as well, is that when you get to the top of the mountain, sometimes you don't even realize you're there because it's been this gradual, successful approach. And then all of a sudden you look around and that's why it's really important to be in that state of gratitude and sometimes as mom, we, we forget that we're just in the doing. And I remember being on that autopilot, but when you get still and present and you look around and go, holy crap, look at my life. Like this right. is amazing. And actually when I'm looking at my vision board, this is manifested. And so, yes. but when you're in that state of gratitude, you do notice it. I've said that um, quote you're making me think of. It's like, I remember the days I prayed for the things that I have now. Yes. And it's like, I want to be a mom. I wanted to marry my husband, all these things. And every day I'm like, Ugh! and she yelling at kids and he's not picking things up and I'm annoyed. And I'm like, you have all of the thing. I just, I don't take the time to, to give that gratitude because there is no time Debbie, because I'm just flying around like hyper vigilant all the time. And I want to be present and be grateful because I do have the things that I wanted for so long. And I feel like I'm on my show every week, like, Oh, it's so hard. And I want to be grateful. And I welcome all these new things that I get to be doing. And I should be more like, I should have gratitude for those things instead of stressing about how much more is on my plate. I should look at it that way. Cause I, I couldn't, I would never, if you told me this a year ago, the fact that I have a book and that I speak at things like when I struggled for 20 years with my eating disorders and depression, all these things, like but I think for you and I, we both found something that worked for us. And like, we have to share it with other women. Like, you know, you can help somebody else and like somebody that's feeling lost. Like you can pull out of her, what she should be doing, what she really wants to be doing and get her there. And like how fulfilling to be able to just share what we've learned and change somebody else's life. Like it's what we were supposed to do. For sure. Yeah. And what I get to share that day is I'm actually going to do a mini vision board. So Uh, And so for your listeners, this is a great place to start. So remember that first workshop I talked about that I pivoted, that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on the right track, that power word. So for anyone that, again, is like limited in time and Hey, this is something fun you can do depending on how old your kids are, but do it with your kids. I've had families do a single word for their family. Like what's a word for our family Do it on like a family chalkboard or something like that, or just, you know, you're in March break. We are here in Canada, but you know, get file full, like little file cards, have a single word be their focus. And then, you know, little images or little doodles or whatever else around it. But having that single word is a great place to start for creating a vision. If you don't have the time to put in the six hours to do it. So that's what I'm going to do. So the people that come that day, they're actually going to leave with a little, uh, vision, little mini vision board based around their power word. Oh, that's very exciting. I get to do one. (laughs) I I think you have to ask Chris. Oh, I'm there. Yeah. That is so exciting. Anybody that's feeling inspired and feeling like, you know, the coaching, the vision boarding, how do people get in touch with you? Ah, so I I have a website. It's by name, um, debbiesluce.com, or you can also type in dare the number two declare.com. Or you can see both of us in a couple of weeks. April 22nd at a mansion in Nashville with Gabby Bernstein and a few tickets still available. Uh, I so appreciate your time, Debbie. I cannot wait to meet you in person. 
have a margarita <laughs> very soon. So fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.